You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good Monday morning, Birds fans. The start of what should be a very interesting week for the Philadelphia Eagles. As it plays itself out, we'll determine our opinion as to whether it's a successful week for the Philadelphia Eagles. But it sure as hell is going to be interesting. You got your MAGA Mac guys, Jad McMullen and Jody McDonald. Uh, we got two good hours coming your way this day, all week. Uh, we got two of our Eagle faves uh, joining us, Paul Dumwich and uh, Ed Kratz over the course of the next two hours. So stay streamed in right here on Birds 365. And since it's such a big week, you might as well go ahead and hit the like button. If you're going to be here this week with us, if you're going to be a Mac and Mac guy, then give us a little love and uh, hit the... Uh, yeah, way to go, Jody. Right off first, the bat. First things first, let's like get it. that out of the way. Kind of like Darius Slay. Uh, well, for, no, first things first for us is the fact that 
Uh, Diana Rossini is a very good reporter for ESPN. She's not really one of the news-breaking, information-gathering gals, but every once in a while she gets a tidbit. Information broker. Can I jump in? Information yes, broker. That's, uh, that's the phrase that you like to use, and I like too. It, it does. It it fits the detail of the job. That it's some a Mike people... Sealski. I have to give him credit every time I stole Sealski it. Sealski uses uh, yeah. the information broker phrase. Uh, it is a good one. Uh, that's not usually what Diana does. She's a very good reporter, but that's not her her main task in life. But damn, if she doesn't break something, at what time? You and I wrap up the show. Uh, uh, I'm getting ready to get the dog out for a little bit of a walk. And sure enough, I got a text from McMullen, a copy of the tweet from Diana Rossini. What time was that, J Mac? I think it was 10 06. I, I, I think it might have been 10 05, but it was yeah, you know, so, somewhere thereabouts there after you and I wrapped up the show at 10 01. Uh, that the Eagles are granted permission to Darius Slay mm. to seek a trade if he so desires, but they they will continue to work to keep him as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a lot to unpack there. Number one, thanks for breaking it at 10.05. You couldn't do it at 9.55, Diana? Um, timing is everything in life. Uh, but the fact that this information got out and the Eagles, because Darius Slay went on his podcast over the weekend and said, uh, listen to me, I did not request a trade. This was not a request from the Darius Slay camp. Uh, so don't, don't think I'm trying to force my hand and force my way out of Philadelphia. So this was an Eagle-generated piece of information that they probably had a couple of conversations with Darius about doing a contract extension, one that they can certainly reduce his very large cap number this year and add some years. And they're not matching up on those added years and what the cost to them would be. Darius, yeah, he wants to stay an Eagle because he wants to get more years at big bucks. And the Eagles are hoping for more years at less bucks. And those two things are not matching up. So that's why the Eagles did what they did. What do you think their thought process is behind letting this information get out? Um, they want uh, Darius to see the market. And I think it's uh, um, um, a calculated gamble of, uh, you know, he's 32 years old. Um, slays a New Year's baby. So he's not going to turn 33 to January 1st of uh, next year. But so, I mean, we know this league and over 30 players and, you know, he had a great first half, and he wasn't quite as good as the sec in in the second half. And all of a sudden, you start thinking about uh, moving forward in years because we all knew they had to do something with the contract. I mean, the the number, the salary cap number, is just untenable. Uh, twenty six million over twenty six million. So you knew something had to be done, and the obvious answer was um, extension. Um, 16 17 million dollars a year is what slay was under average annual value so to me it's a clear indication the eagles don't want to pay that moving forward and say all right if you think we're being hard line go out and find something else drew rosenhaus and if you find something else uh you know things obviously change so i think it's a calculated gamble but boy man i gotta tell you if you lose darius slay and james bradbury Woo, that's something. And and we talked about the five stages of grief a lot after the Super Bowl. I see people are starting to pick up on it. I saw a couple columns. 
you know, I've been talking about this from day one. The most disappointing uh, part of the Super Bowl is you're going to lose some big-time players. And even I didn't think you were going to lose both cornerbacks. Well, that's in play now. I, I still think Slay's going to be back because this league works and, and they just don't like older players. So I don't know how many teams are going to be willing to go at the number but it only takes one. We saw Miami Dom. It only takes with Jalen Ramsey's not as old, but you know, some people have said he's declining. He's not what he once was and all this. There's always one. There's always one, not always, but typically one mm-hmm. um, calculated gamble here from the Eagles. And they, they wanted to control the narrative because they could have just said to Slay's agent, listen, uh, we're having trouble coming up with a number here. You've thrown a couple, we've thrown a couple. Doesn't look like we've got a negotiable mid-ground here. So we might need to get a third party involved here to kind of decide who's closer to what uh, Darius market should be. Why don't we give you permission to go out and seek a trade and you can uh, come back with us as to what the offers have been and then we'll weigh it and we'll potentially trade you. They could have done this all behind closed doors. And for some reason, it gets leaked out. And I got to believe it was because, and uh, sorry for you Slay fans and to Big Play himself, he's an open book. He's going to go on that podcast. He's going to tell the world whatever the hell he wants to anytime he wants to. So they said, well, why don't we get the word out there first? Because if we give him permission and say, yeah, we're going to keep this between ourselves, we don't trust them to keep it between themselves. He's going to go on a podcast and tell the world, oh, the Eagles are giving me permission to grant the trip. The Eagles came to me. Uh, yeah, this is a, a narrative control deal. And I, I I don't know that it's advantageous for them. We'll see how it plays itself out. But I don't really blame the Eagles for doing what they did. No, I mean, you got to, I always say the most difficult uh, part of building a good team, a good roster, a good organization is being honest with yourself. So if you do feel he's not going to be the same player in a year or two, you got to be honest about that. You know, one of the things, Howie has been honest in his own way and saying, you know, he's been too loyal in the past. And you could have the same conversations about Fletcher Cox and, you know, Brandon Graham's a little bit different because Brandon took $6 million to come back. All right, you can live with that, um, even if you're wrong. And I don't think you're going to be wrong because he played at a high level. There's no indication that at least at a reduced role that he's in, that he's not going to continue to be effective. But it's possible at his age. Uh, uh, but the contract is not going to hurt you all that much. If you sign two, three-year extension, $17 million per year, well, that could hurt you down the road. So you got to be honest with yourself. To me, this seems like the Eagles are, are, are saying, all right, this is a declining player. I, you know, I hate to say that to Slay, but that, 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 and I know he doesn't like it because I saw him clapping back against a fan um, and, and, you know, in the world of social media, Guys are probably taking that stuff too seriously. You know, forget about what the fans say. Forget about even what I say, what Jody Mack says. The Eagles are saying something by going down this route. Because yeah. they, you know, Slay's a, for people that don't realize, you know, he was brought to tears when that team uh, voted him as a captain. 
he likes this organization. He likes this team. He realizes the situation he was in. If you go up to him and say, I'll give you a slight bump or keep it the same, I think he'd say, all right, no, no problems. I think what the Eagles are saying, uh-uh. Well, no, it's possible he wants a raise. Everybody wants as much money as possible. Sure. But I don't know. That's how I take it. How do you take it, Jody? I take it that uh, you got a good grasp on it. I'll give you my football evaluation. I'm not Harry Roseman, but we all play Harry Roseman from time to time. Um, yeah, I don't think he's worth what he's making these days. And And sometimes these things can turn on a dime that it should never be about a game or a handful of games. But you said it yourself. We're talking about a half season last year. There was a Darius Slay half one, Darius Slay half two. And the half two wasn't near as good as the half one. And when you're talking about a half a season, that's more than just, hey, had a bad game, had a bad couple weeks, had a bad month. No, had a bad half season. And I would say about 90% of the time that signifies – there's going to be a drop-off coming, that this isn't going to all of a sudden turn itself around, do a 180, and go right back to playing at the level that would mandate the money that he's getting right now, which is top of the market, top uh, cornerback money. He didn't play like a top cornerback in the NFL in the second half of the season. So I think those Eagles within their right, if they're being true to themselves, as Johnny Mack correctly pointed out, probably more important than anything else, be true to yourselves in your evaluations he's probably not worth it. So uh, again, I got no problem with what the Eagles did. The other cornerback slot, again, information coming out could on this one. It could, could have been from either side. The slightest thing unquestionably was from the Eagles uh, that uh, when James Bradbury hits the market coming up in less than four hours from now, the Eagles hope that he will come back to them with whatever his top offer is, whatever he's considering taking and giving them a chance to evaluate it and maybe potentially match. If he wants to continue to be an Eagle and he's on record and says, yeah, that'd be good for him. He wants to get paid. Number one, that's the priority. But if I've got, if he's got choices as to who's going to pay him, the Eagles are definitely someone he wants to give a chance to consider. The Eagle said, we hope you come back to us and give us a chance to match. Anytime you do that, that's a little risky. Because you are basically telling the player, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be right there at the top of the market, whatever your value is, and maybe you stretch a little bit. There's ways that you can find out actually what the numbers are. Howie's very well connected, uh, but they're, they're not going to be able to flat out lie. But there, there are ways you can create a way to drive a number up. It's a risky proposition, but if Slay situation is what Slay situation is the retention of Bradbury becomes that much more important. So again, I understand why the Eagles, if they were the ones who got this information out there and it's accurate, I, I, they, you got to do what you got to do. I don't think that this was their preferred way of getting it done, but they really do want to keep Bradbury. And I think they should, because there was no drop off in his second half performance, the way there was with Slay. Yeah, I, I don't I, – I take that as sort of – I think the Eagles do that with everybody. Um, sort of, uh, you know, we love you because uh, Howie doesn't like the closed doors. It doesn't make sense to close doors. So you say, we love you. Uh, please come back when you get your deal in place, if you get a deal, and please give us an opportunity to match. And then the Eagles get the deal, make the decision – 
I think that was always what's going to happen with James Bradbury. Tell me what the market is. I put the players in three categories. Tell me what the market is. If it's 12, 13 million, I think the Eagles will try to bring him back. If it's 15, 16, 17 million, I don't think they'll try to bring him back. I think it's the same as it was. Now you just have James going on the radio and saying, hey, they want an opportunity to match. I think that was always, I think the Eagles say that to Miles Sanders. They say that to TJ Edwards and Marcus Epps, CJ Gardner Johnson, everybody. But there's certain guys they want to bring back, CJ probably topping the list. Um, and I'm not saying they don't want to bring back Bradbury. But I, I, in other words, what I'm saying is it hasn't changed. Now, if the market is less than what we all think it's going to be, and I was texting with the ex-GM yesterday, and he still thinks he's gone. And most people I've talked to think he's gone. But if it's not what we think it's going to be, then the Eagles leave that door open and, and there's an opportunity. But I don't think they're going to replace Slay's 17 million with Bradbury's 17 million. In other words, I don't think the Slay conversation has much to do with the Bradbury conversation, if that makes sense. I, I think it's so. What might they bump it up from 12 to 13 if they lose Slay, if they trade Slay? Um, yeah. But if you're asking me, because. It doesn't make sense from a contract standpoint with the dead money to trade Slay, to no. cut Slay. People are saying, just cut Slay. You can't cut Slay. It, 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 it all accelerates onto the cap. That's the whole problem. So something always had to be done with Slay, and all they're doing is wrangling over the extension. So if you're asking me for an early prediction, and I'm sure people, when it won't come to fruition, I still expect Slay to be here in the end and Bradbury to get a better deal elsewhere. I don't but, think much has changed. But do you expect Slay to be here under a renegotiated contract? Oh, yeah. They they have to. They're not paying that cap number of $26 million. So, really, it's just been I, They're saying to Drew Rosenhaus, who's Darius's agent, look, if you think um, we're lowballing you, go out and see if we're lowballing you. And, you know, he's looking for the outlier. He's looking for the team willing to pay a 32 that's going to be 33 on January 1st of next year, cornerback, multiple years at $17, $18 million. They're saying, go out and find that. Prove that to us. And if they do, then the Eagles got a whole bigger problem. But they're, you know, Howie, as you mentioned, is pretty plugged in. You know, he knows more than we do. Uh, he usually, when he does this kind of stuff, has a good feeling for what the market is. But here's where the Eagles are in a bad situation with Slay, the way that I read it. He's still got the leverage. Slay's still got the leverage. Because if he belie- if they believe, like John McMullen just believes, they can't bring him back at that number next year. It's just too much. It's going to be a cap crush killer. And they got to sign these free agents and like. The next 48 hours is going to be huge as they're trying to get deals done with their own players who become free agents and or anybody else. If he just sits there and goes, all right, well, I'll play for what I'm scheduled to play for next year. Then what did the Eagles do? If he says, here, you you want to do an extension, we'll do an extension. Here's my bottom line. I'm not going less than this. Either we get this extension done at this number or 
I'll just show up for camp. I'll be there. I'm a captain. I'm ready to play for the Eagles one more year in 2023. Then what is how we do? Yeah, well, then you know you're 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 playing a game of chicken. And yeah, that's what I'm talking. Point... And oh, by the way, Darius has got stronger footing where he's playing chicken from than Howie Roseman does. Yeah, well, leverage has been the theme the entire season. I talked about it. Why are there no extensions during the season? Howie always does extensions during the season. Blah blah blah. I said pretty consistently. To ha- he has no leverage because everybody's having a career season. Slay is not. We Slay had a good season for Slay, but not a career season. But he's got different types of leverage. Yes. Um, you're you're right. I mean, he's got some leverage, but also, and if you if you want to go back to Jason Kelsey, and it, probably too involved of a story when when it all started his year to re- retirement, it didn't start as a year to year retirement. What really happened was. He was about to enter the final year of his contract. All the guaranteed money was done, and he was an older player who wanted some uh, more than one year, didn't want to be a lame duck. That's where Slay is, a little bit different, uh, but same. He doesn't want to be a lame duck. Players only are lame ducks for one of two reasons. They have to be, or they're gambling on themselves, like James Bradbury did and won this year, uh, the so-called prove-it deal. Uh, Slay's not at that point in his career. So the leverage the Eagles has is, is he wants more security. He wants, wants more than one year. But, yeah, if you were saying who's got more leverage, I would say Slay has more leverage. Yeah, they, the Eagles have work to do, to, And I'm not sure. It, it, it was, I guess, a necessary evil that they had to grant him the ability to go out and check what his value would be on his open market. It's obligatory that the agents got to do that, but – yeah, I, I think that he's just going to sit tight and tell the Eagles, well, but, but I'm under contract, and I guess we'll talk next year because you guys aren't willing to talk in the dollar figures that I'm looking for. Yeah, th- this one could go back and forth and, and get a little ugly at some point. Speaking of ugly, now, see, that's just not right. Why would I do that to my guy, That's ma- Come on. That's come just on, flat Dom. out wrong. Dom's Shame like on a- you, McDonald. Dama's like a Hollywood star compared to us. You got that right. (laughs) He is ready to join us next from the 3013.com and his stat package on jacobsports.com during the season is a must read for every Eagle fan every week. And when he joins us, the handsome, the dapper Paul Domwich always delivers. He's up next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Tampering starts in a mere matter of hours. The NFL's free agency season gets underway. Can talk, can't sign, but you can talk. And we plan on talking to one of our faves for the next 20, 25, 30 minutes uh, from the 33rdteam.com and uh, his stat package, a must on jacobsports.com in season. Paul Domowitz joined us here on Birds 365. Dami, you've been doing this for a long time, uh, Eagle-specific, but league in general as well. Is this a good time, a bad time? Is it frustrating because it's all rumor before teams can actually make announcements? Do you enjoy this, or do you just say, like, come on, wake me up on Wednesday when we can actually get paperwork done? Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be many rumors. It's going to – what you hear today is pretty much guys that have agreed to contracts that just, uh, you know – uh will be official in a couple of days so um you know i mean i i never cared for this a whole lot because most of it is leaked through espn and the nfl yeah. network information so, brokers i like our buddy mike sealski he came up with that uh term yeah. i always give I mean, him credit you just here and wait for them to wait for them to break it and uh yeah. uh confirm it yeah um when did you get your accounting degree, Damo? Because we all need our accounting degrees with the salary cap. You remember when that became a thing? <laughs> now I, I spent half my life trying to figure out the salary cap. <laughs> well, I see. It's a good thing I got uh, Joe Banner on the thirty thirteen. Yeah, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, there you yeah. go, Joe. Uh, Joe is very Joe's tremendous at the cap, but uh, you know, I I did hear. I think Joe was on the Rich Eisen show, so we'll start there. And he mentioned. If he were Jalen Hurts, he would wait. He would wait, uh, you know, because obviously he's not running the Eagles anymore, so he doesn't care. 
And if Joe Burrow goes first or Justin Herbert or even Lamar Jackson, you know, who knows where that number goes? Um, the Eagles have a history of wanting to get these things done early for good reason. Joe taught Howie and Joe knows it's only going up. Um, how quickly do you think the Eagles want to get this done with Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Well, you know, talking to Joe now is kind of funny because he gives you the the management side, but he also gives you the agent side. I mean, the agent yeah. side is, is wait for these other guys to sign because you'll get $5 more than they will. Yeah. Uh, the downside to that is it just drags on the process. You get closer to the offseason program. Uh, my guess is Jalen, uh, both Jalen and the Eagles want to sign as soon as possible. I don't, you know, I'd be, I think he's going to end up being the first guy to sign out of that, you know, out of the uh, Burrow and uh, Herbert group. Um, so, I, and I don't think it, the unknown is that he's got an agent who's never handled a contract this huge before. Uh, well, nobody has, but uh, Nicole, <laughs> you know, Nicole Lynn, this is, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, she's, she's inexperienced as an agent. She's got uh, help so- though. I mean, she's got yeah, help. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so so does Lamar Jackson's yeah. mother. How's that, how's that working out? Yeah, um, that's where I was going next, Damo. <laughs> so, but I, I think I think that you know, I mean, J- Jalen knows he wants to sign. He wants to get it done. He wants to you know do everything right. So I would think this deal gets done fairly quickly. Yeah. See, I don't because of the name that you threw out there, Lamar Jackson. You need one domino to fall. You don't want to be the last domino to fall because they always go up, almost always go up. But one's got to fall first. And I don't know that Lamar is falling, and I don't know the first time cutting this big a deal for a player agent for Jalen Hurts wants to be the first one to fall either. No, I think the Eagles, hang hang under your hats. You're going to need a little patience for this. Well, I, Joe, you've been pretty patient. Let me. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Dama. I was just going to say, the, the one thing, I mean, the, the one thing that makes Lamar's situation different, I mean, he's wanted a completely guaranteed contract. He wants a repeat of what Deshaun Watson got, and that's not going to happen. Uh, they would have been willing to pay him a lot of money. Uh, they just didn't want to, now the Baltimore didn't want to completely guarantee it, and they still don't, which is why it won't get done. Um, you know, now he's playing this year under the franchise tag for $36 million, which is severely less than anybody, any of these guys are going to sign for. So, and uh, we'll last thing on Lamar, and then I promise we'll move on. You think his response will be a week in, two weeks in, three weeks, whatever? All right, I was wrong. I got to take the best deal I can take. Or do you think he's going to stand tough like he has throughout this entire year and go, every penny guaranteed, every penny guaranteed? Don't talk to me unless every penny is guaranteed. What makes you think all of a sudden Lamar's going to go, yeah, you guys were right, I was wrong? No, I don't. I mean, I think he's going to stand there and 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 be stubborn, and and he's going to suffer because when he eventually does sign with someone, uh, it's not going to be completely guaranteed. Yeah, and once uh, once you sign that franchise tag, you can't negotiate until the period when you can again. So you have mm-hmm. that uh, uh, over. But uh, uh, you know, getting back to we'll shift it to the corners. Uh, we talk quarterback. Let's go cornerback because. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Darius Slay, uh, the Eagles give Drew Rosenhaus permission to go, hey, look, look, see where the value is. Um, James Bradbury's out there saying the Eagles have left the door open. Please come back to us. Tell us the deal you got. From my perspective, Damo, I don't think much has changed. We knew the Eagles had to work out some kind of extension with Slay because 
this cap number is 26 million or something. Um, yeah. And with Bradbury, look, if the market isn't there, the Eagles would love to have him back. But if the market's there, they're going to get that contract and say, hey, thanks for playing, James. Thanks for the great season. Um, that's how I take it. Do you take it any differently? Yeah, I mean, sort of. Uh, I think the only uh, uh, thing that I would add to it is, I mean, which one of these two guys would you rather have? You would rather have Bradbury that's, than Slay. Really, uh, that's say, tough, that's really tougher for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think Darius is at the end of his career. He's coming off a bad year. And there's not going to be a lot of takers out there for him at the kind of money he thinks he's going to get. Uh, but if they could, if they could trade him, it, it certainly would clear enough space. Uh, I don't know what the the dead money is with his deal. No, it's, there, not it's pretty significant. It. It's pretty significant, even with a trade. Yeah. It's like uh, twenty one million, even twenty two. Yeah, somewhere twenty one, yeah. twenty two. Yeah, they don't really save enough to go out and be able to sign Bradbury. I, he's just going to have to live with it because I mean I don't think they really want to push any more money from veterans into the future. They're already lead the league in dead money. Uh, yeah. They're looking at 2024 uh, when they're going to kind of, you know, they're going to have all these draft picks for all the free agents they're going to lose this year. Uh, and kind of, I don't want to say rebuild because they don't, you know, they, they, they plan on contending this year, but next year is when you're going to be able to kind of build a foundation of young players with all those draft picks, assuming, you know, you, you draft wisely. Yeah. So real quick, sorry, Jody, just one quick. Um, do you think they could lose them both, Slay and Bradbury? No, they have to keep one. I mean, that's the that's the problem. Uh, you know, they can get – I mean, with that number 10 pick, I think you can get a, a – You can you know, get I mean, one, yeah. Because of the way things are going to fall in that draft with quarterbacks, uh, with edge rushers in the first nine picks, they should be able to get a guy, a plug-and-play quarterback uh, cornerback at, at number 10 uh, or you know a couple picks lower if they trade down so but they got to hang on to one of these guys because they got nobody else on the roster that uh, could be you know step in and start with that guy um, you know I'm sure they'll try and do it kind of a thing like they did with with Bradbury and Gardner yeah. Johnson go find a guy that's in that same situation you know that whose team doesn't want him who's in a, in a prove-it situation, who's willing to sign a one-year deal. Uh, but, you know, you got to keep one. I, you know, you're probably right. It's probably going to be slave with the dead, you know, since they can't afford 20, you know, they're not going to save much by letting them go. Damo, not a believer in the book of Job just yet. Neither am I. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, they're going to need another cornerback somewhere. I, uh, you talked about the restocking of the roster and getting younger and the like but they got to keep one old guy first and he's got to make a decision. And we would think it would be today at the latest tomorrow because free agency kicks in. And I agree with my partner, John McMullen, Isaac Samalo's future with the Eagles is fairly well tied to Jason Kelsey's 2023 season. Is he playing for the Eagles? Is he off into retirement in the new age world in which we live? Uh, via social media and or a podcast, you can make your attentions known. It doesn't have to all be controlled by the team. How, when, and where are we going to find out whether Jason Kelsey is playing this year? I thought we'd know by now, Jody. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe Howie already knows. Um, you know, and I, and I have no idea which way he's leaning. 
there's you, know, you can make arguments for for you know if if you put yourself in his shoes, you can make arguments for why he should retire right now and why should why he might want to keep playing for at least another year. So I, I have no idea. I can't read his mind. Mike, you know, if, if you're asking me, I would say he comes back um, because I don't think he wants to leave them in the lurch. They can replace Sayamalo with Cam Jurgens, uh, but if he goes, you know, then there's suddenly, you know, then, then re-signing Sayamalo becomes a must, but it puts pressure on them with the cap. So, you know, if you're if you're asking me to guess, I would say he, in the next few days, we hear that that he's coming back. Uh, let's talk a, a, a CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, he's an interesting, another social media, social media makes this even more complicated, Tomo, because he posted last week what some, a lot of fans took as a goodbye video. Um, now all of a sudden there's reports. Eagles are making a significant push to re-sign him. Obviously, they didn't want to put him under the franchise tag, and they don't like using the franchise tag, so that doesn't tell you much. They don't want a $14.46 million hit on the cap. Um, but, you know, Marcus Williams, they went at last year, who I was told they probably think is a better player, um, mm-hmm. and they bailed out at $12 million. Um I don't think they want to go much higher. Now you have that built in each year. Everything gets a little bit higher. Where do you think they are with CJ Gardner Johnson? Um, is he going to get overpaid? He's 20. That's the kind of guy people want to pay. He's 25 years old coming off his rookie deal. Yeah. And I think, you know, the fact that, that, that he can play in the slot, uh, you know, the versatility he's got makes him even more valuable to teams, including the Eagles. Um, you know, I thought the two guys that they would they would prioritize would be Hargrave and and Gardner Johnson. Uh, Hargrave is probably gone. Uh, you know, after Deron Payne's contract, I mean, yeah. ninety million over four years. Uh, you know, Javon's obviously going to want at least that, uh, probably more. So, uh, you know, I think that's increased their their. It's, they, it's probably made them want to keep Gardner Johnson even more. Uh, you know, you can't lose, you know, you can't lose a, a key cornerback and then also lose a guy like Gardner Johnson inside that, that is as valuable as he is. Uh, if you have to overpay him somehow, some way, you find the money and do it. All right. Uh, Got to ask you about another guy who's taking social media to potentially get his message out there. As John said, he and I had a slight disagreement on what CJGJ was doing last week with his highlight video Twitter and all the love Philadelphia. Of course, he's telling the world he's ready to leave Philly. Doesn't mean he's going to, can always do the 180 thing, but he's laying the groundwork for it. Yesterday, Miles Sanders put out a tweet looking for anonymous love. Um, Yeah, he's doing the same exact thing, Damo. That's what these guys do. They 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 want to have a base underneath them that if they go elsewhere, they don't lose all their fans in a given town. They put it on the organization that hey, uh, I'm not saying I want to leave, but I got to be prepared to leave. Miles, I I've continued to try and sell a narrative that, and Miles doesn't want to hear this, uh, that the running back market is going to be so dry this off season that nobody's going to give Miles the kind of money that Miles wants and thinks. 
And if it's all relatively the same, why not come back and play behind the best offensive line in football that he comes back on a deal that looks good for the Eagles? Am I just wishful thinking here because I'm a fan and is Miles as good as out of town? Yeah, I, I can't find one good reason to resign him, uh, especially if it costs any. I'll give you one. He's the best back on the Eagles. No, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. Uh, I mean, I think Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell's better than he is. I think he gives them a lot more in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think he's, he's more playoffs. versatile. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. He's a bigger. He can, he can yeah, be a bigger Kenny Gainwell gets a lot you, know, you know what I want right? to see him do? Here's what I want oh, to see him I'm do. Worried. I want to see them. You know, I don't. Miles can, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm so frustrated with watching him over the last three years take everything outside. I just can't. I don't want to see that anymore. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I want, what I want to see them do is go out and sign Deonta Foreman. Uh, I want to see them sign a big back, uh, and an expensive big back. I mean, Deonta Foreman may cost more money than they're willing to spend because he's had a good year after Christian McCaffrey left Carolina. But uh, somebody that can be a short yardage guy for them. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking of some other people that are free agents. Most start. I'm going to uh, give you a name because the guy I like, but it seems like Minnesota's trying to trade Dalvin Cook, Alexander oh, Alex, Madison. Yeah. He is a north-south guy. He would be great behind this offensive line. I don't know about the RPO zone read stuff, though. That's my only concern. Yeah, But he goes north-south. I think he would complement Gainwell very well. And, and, you know, depending on how this quarter, this tush-push thing shakes out, I mean, Jalen's still going to be a threat on quarterback sneaks but I think it increases the importance a little bit more on a running back being able to pick up that short yard. Yeah. See, um, I, I, John and I kind of agree on this one. Eliminating the tush push could be a good thing for the Eagles. I think it helps the Eagles. Because really Jalen's going to get it anyway. Yeah. He might have to work a little bit harder, but he's so good at it. He's going to convert. It takes the other teams out of the league of the ability to convert because they need the push more than Jalen needs to push. So I think that Eagle fans have their feathers in an uproar because it's all they're just trying to screw the Eagles because they're good at something. Maybe, but it doesn't matter. If you're still going to be good at it and the other teams will be lesser, be thankful that they're going to change the rule. If Kelsey comes back, I, I might agree with you. Um, if he, I mean, Because he's he's a key to that play. Um, yeah, well, that's true. Yes, yeah. sir. If yeah. he doesn't, and if, if say, Amala leaves too, you know, then it's not so easy. Got a point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, defensively, we know Brandon's back. Um, no surprise. I mean, Brandon's been very honest. He wants to play 15 seasons. He wants them all to come in Philadelphia. So if there was one guy that was going to come back on a team-friendly deal, I was going to guarantee it was Brandon Graham. Bletcher's a little bit different. Um yeah. You know, how he's admitted in the past he's been too loyal, especially after 2017 at times. Uh, they finally cut the cord with Fletcher Cox, or is that in either war? If they're going to lose Javon Hargrave, can they afford to lose Fletcher Cox? Yeah. I I, they, they, I mean, it, I find it hard to believe Fletcher would be willing to do a deal like, like Brandon did. Uh, he cares a little bit more about about money and a little bit less about sentimentality and, and finishing his career with the Eagles than, than Brandon does. Uh, my guess, I mean, I, 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 there was never a scenario where I saw Fletcher resigning with his team. And I still think that's the case. Give me a number that you think Fletcher would take. 
What do you think if Fletcher Cox gets close enough to what he thinks his value is and every player on the planet's in yeah. value in their own mind is always inflated, but a reasonable number for Fletcher Cox, what do you think it would be? Well, I mean, I think Fletcher is going to, unlike Brandon, is going to test the market first and that'll tell him what, what he's worth. Uh, you know, Fletcher's a guy, unlike Brandon, who would take it personally that they don't want to pay him. You know, they're basically saying you're not the player you are. And they're also, you know, last year they cut him to re-sign him at a lower uh, number, which, you know, he accepted. But uh, something tells me there's still there was a little bit of a hard feeling uh, deep down inside. So, you know, but the market's going to tell. I mean, if, if he goes out and finds there's no takers out there, then sure, you know, he'll come back at, at, a, at a much lower price. And, and maybe it would be a, a number like Brandon, $6 million. But uh, my guess is somebody is going to – like still like him enough out there to say you know the Rams I don't know who but somebody Jim say, Swartz hey. baby Jim Swartz there you go, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. so I, yeah that's I just don't see any scenario where he comes back oh by the way uh you all three of our buddies Howard Eskin said he thinks about four million dollars could get it done for Fletcher this year with the Eagles I think that's completely wishful thinking uh and Fletcher not getting anywhere near the 14 he got this past year but you get more than four, four million Oof. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was the number Howie put out there last week, which I thought was humorous. Um, all right, so it's all Howie Roseman. It's Howie Roseman season. It's Howie Roseman's day today. Uh, the Hurts thing is the biggest thing he's got to get done. Kelsey's got to give him some guidance. Let's talk about a position that Howie has always put a tremendous amount of emphasis on, as I say, tongue-in-cheek, linebacker. Uh, <laughs> both Kaiser White and TJ Edwards are free agents. I think they both had outstanding years this past year. We know N'Kobe Dean is going to be thrown in at one of the two linebacker positions this upcoming season. Uh, one of the two of the linebackers is going to end up elsewhere. We assume the other one's going to stay. How did the two Eagle free agent linebackers play themselves out starting today, Damo? Oh, I'm Howie, the guy I want to keep is Edwards. Um, unfortunately, I, I think his, you know, he's played – He's played himself into a real nice contract here or someplace else. Uh, what, he had 156 tackles. I mean, he just was – I mean, we watched him and couldn't believe, you know, that – I mean, somehow he, he got faster, and that's almost – Yeah. That's almost yeah. impossible to do in football. Uh, Give T.J. Watt credit because yeah. he, he works out with T.J. Watt. He completely remade his body. He, he, yeah. he, he really did. So he deserves yeah. a lot of credit for that. But I'm with you. You yeah. get paid more than people think. It's still going to be, you know, linebacker's still a position they don't, they aren't going to prioritize, even with the new defensive coordinator. But somebody's got to play it besides Dean. I mean, I think Nicobe Dean's going to be a, an impact player for them. Uh, but, I, you know, I would try to sign Edwards. I just don't know how. I mean, I don't, you know, they, Howie is kind of, he's already picked, painted this scenario that we're going to, we're pretty much losing all of them. And boy, are we going to have a lot of draft picks next year? Yeah, I, uh, so. that, it, how we said it twice. How I'll, I'll end it there with you at at P Damo uh, on Twitter. Follow Paul the thirty thirteen dot com. Uh, how he has said twice now. He said it in Indy. He said it before the season ending press conference. We're going to lose players. Seems like nobody's listening to him. Fan wise, no. I mean, no. we're going to lose significant players. We're going to get compensatory picks in 2024. I think he's going to get four is the limit. 
I think they think they're getting four. That means significant players are leaving this team. Why? Why do you think people realize that? Do you think it's 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 not latching on? Do you think Howie's playing a game, or do you think he's telling the truth? No, Howie is not uh, playing a game. I, I think fans just have a hard time accepting the fact that a team that let all this talent go. And if, you know, if we weren't in a cap, if, you know, if there weren't a salary cap, you wouldn't let all these guys go, but we are, uh, you know, they've, they've pushed a lot of money over the years forward. And that combined with the fact that so many of these guys are looking for big money after the, the years they've had. And, and the fact that they've got to resign Jalen has put them in a situation where, you know, I mean, the best scenario, the best case scenario for them is to, is to swallow hard, let most of them go, and 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 try to make the most out of the draft picks you're getting for them. Eagles, according to Paul Domwich and John McMullen, are losing players. Yeah, they're right. They are losing players. They also lost a lot of coaches this offseason, Domo. Certainly their two coordinators we know moved on to be head coaches. Other guys off the staff as well, more on the defensive side than the offensive side. How big a hurdle is that for the Eagles to get over? Because we rightfully pointed out this past offseason leading into the season that they end up in the Super Bowl. Not one change. They kept the entire staff intact. This year, a bunch of changes. So if you're going to tell me it was a key that we kept everybody intact, you got to at least admit this is a hurdle that we got to get over with this many changes. How big a hurdle is it? Offensively, I think, you know, the Brian Johnson move is going to be fairly seamless. They've got Jeff, still got Jeff Stoutland on that side of the ball. I don't think there'll be any problems there. I think you know, I'm a big fan of Brian's, uh, and I think he'll be fine. Even, you know, even if he's calling the plays, he's got experience at that from college. Defense is another matter. Uh, I mean, they're pretty much almost replacing their entire defensive staff. I mean, the defensive backs coach and the linebackers coach, in addition to the coordinator. At the same time you're doing that, you're probably going to be replacing about six uh, starters on your defense. Uh, That's kind of a, you know, that's one or the other wouldn't be bad. You know, if you're replacing these guys, but still have, you know, still have Jonathan Gannon, that's one thing. Or if you're replacing your coordinator, but you've got everybody back, that's another. Uh, The two together is a bad combination. I mean, this is a team that's going to have to win with its offense this year. Uh, there's going to be a, a major slippage on defense no matter what happens here. I don't, I don't see any scenario where they don't lose at least five, probably six or seven of their starters on defense. Uh, and finding, you know, I mean, they've got the two first-round picks. They'll probably find at least one or two immediate starters there. But, you know, whether they can step in and play right away, who knows? Uh so, and by the way, Damo, I, I mentioned um, even if Gannon came back, they weren't playing like they played this year. I, I, yeah. I feel I'm like the expectations are so out of whack for Sean Desai. I feel pretty bad for him. They're not getting 70 yeah. sacks. They're not yeah. leading the league. In there. I mean, this kind of stuff doesn't happen every year. Uh, yeah. The Eagles have been playing for a long time, 1933, I believe. They never had 70 sacks before. It's probably not going to go to 71. And that wasn't good enough, according yeah. to a lot of fans. So I feel sorry for Sean Desai. Yeah. I mean, he's, and, and you know, as important as an interior rush is and has been to their pass rush, I mean, if they lose, you know, if Cox leaves, if Hargrave, Hargrave leaves, yeah. you know, I mean, Jordan Davis, 
you expect to be better, but he, he's never been a pass rusher. You hope he's he'll develop in that role uh, and, and be a threat in there. But so what do they do? Suddenly it becomes a, it may go to the top of their board as far as uh, next to cornerback as far as uh, draft priorities. Yeah, D tackle that kid from Pitt. Uh, he's he's exploding off the board. He weighs two hundred seventy five pounds. I I don't know. I don't know. They they might go 350, 275 at defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yin and the yang of it. Damo, always a pleasure. Appreciate you jumping in with us today. Uh, we'll be reading on the 33rd team and uh, looking looking forward to all your eagle insights whenever you jump on with us here on Birds 365. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Paul Damo. Thanks, Damo. Jumping in Happy with legal us. tampering day. If you don't know, I think he left. <laughs> The, the best sports oxymoron that there is, legal tampering, and it is now only three hours and change away. It does get underway today. And let's let's just put this out there, which you and I have done on many an occasion, but I, I think it needs to be uh, restoked and reminded at this time. You don't win free agency in the first six hours of free agency. No, you don't. Some people expect that. Some people want that. Some people desire that, and if it doesn't happen, some people get all worked up and ticked off when it doesn't happen. You and I have been down this road. The Eagles didn't um, – how was it like day two or day three when they signed uh, Reddick last I year? I think Reddick was early. It was either day one or day Relatively two. Relatively early. Yeah. Might have been day two. Yeah. And um, then screeching halt. Yeah. Oh, how he brought they, that up. One biggie, and then it was. I, I again, I'll ask you to do some research for me. Uh, the only other one of consequence they made, and that was uh, down the road a little bit, was Kaiser White. That was it. Two, yeah, they had two guys that they signed one pretty fast, the other one took a little bit, but they got it done. And then silence, crickets, they didn't do anything for weeks, months, but yet they found a way to add James Bradbury, they found a way to add. Uh, CJGJ before the season started Eagle fans Don't get nuts And you may be ready to get nuts If a couple of guys jump ship early And sign contracts or During the legal tampering period Agree to deals with new teams This is not going to be a Eagles lose the Super Bowl But immediately get right back at it Type day Not no. happening no. Uh, uh, best all you can hope for is somebody decides to stay who is an Eagle free agent as of today. That's it. They're not signing anybody else from any other team. Don't even go down that road. August 30th is when the Eagles acquired C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I don't even yeah. have to look that up. Uh, November <clears throat> is when they acquired Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue. Um, Howie brought that up. Talent acquisition season isn't two days. It's months and months and months. And where the Eagles set themselves apart, you mentioned Bradbury as well, that's where they set themselves apart, getting the Bradburys, the Gardner-Johnsons, the Linwald Josephs. Later in the process, yep. later in the process. Patience. Grasshopper, patience. Yes, which uh, yours truly is going to be on WIP tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get all those very patient Eagle fans checking in, going, I got no. I'm going to sleep tonight, Joe. After I turn, well, it's going to be bad. It's going to be like bad early. 
because so many of the high profile free agents are Eagles. So right. they're going to get deals done quickly. Um, not, not only will the Eagles not be adding, they'll just be losing. So uh, Howie, if uh, you're a smart guy, you're smart to watch birds 365. Thanks for doing that big guy. Uh, yeah. Turn your radio off today. Uh, you, you don't need, you don't yeah. need to hear what, what's going to go down. Cause it's a, how do we let them get out the door? How do we not have? Yeah. It's, it's not going to play well during legal tampering period, but uh, it is a long time before the Eagles first game of the season. All right. He's Mac. I'm Mac. That makes us Mac and Mac birds 365. Eddie Kratz going to join us uh, less than 25 minutes from now. Back from uh, Florida. He's going to have a tan. Kratz gets all tan. Did, did, did he do the Disney thing or yeah, go fishing or what was Eddie doing down he in Florida? He was at Disney uh, with okay. the family. Uh, hopefully got me some Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll be sharing with both of us. He'll be sharing Eagle Insight. Don't often be sharing mouse ears. Uh, and when we come back, I do want to run past something past John. Very important. Very important. Again, once again, mouth, uh, tongue in cheek. I did see NFL power ratings today, John. Oh, my. Oh, those are important. You talk about ridiculousness. All right. McDonald and McMullen here with you on Birds 365. We're right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. 
plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. John McMullen and Judy McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. As legalized tampering is just around the corner, three hours, uh, we will start to hear. And oh, by the way, uh, quick note, maybe an hour. Uh, I don't think we'll hear something in the first 15 minutes, doubt a half an hour. Could be before the end of the first hour. So if it starts at noon, there will be at least one information broker. Is that what you like calling them, John? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone will come out with something that there is an agreement th- between player X and team Y. Uh, it shouldn't happen. It just flat out shouldn't happen unless it's a uh, guy re-signing with his previous team, which means he shopped himself for 45 minutes and then said, oh, OK, never mind. I'll go back to my old team. Yeah, not realistic. Um, it's, yeah, they, it's a deal that got cut in Indianapolis two weeks ago when they were out there for the combine. This is the legalized tampering. Oh, there's been illegal tampering going on all off season since the Super Bowl ended. And uh, we knew the, the year was over and teams turned the page and started. How can we be better next year? There'll be one. There'll be one deal that comes out in the first hour, hour and a half, John. Oh, yeah. Probably more well than that. include an Eagle yeah. player going somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything starts in Indy. That's really the legal, Ill, uh, you know, the legal tampering period. You know, I always joke, the NFL has never used that term ever, to my knowledge. Uh, to them, it's the legal negotiation period. I don't know who came up with it, but uh, uh, the real illegal stuff happens in Indy. You're not Indy, supposed yeah. to talk in Indy. Uh, you're allowed to talk. It is legal uh, these two days. So, But yeah, stuff's already done. Stuff's in place. A lot of times when you see Big-time players get cut elsewhere. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Instead of taking a play pay cut, it's because they already know there's other deals waiting for them. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, that's that's where the real legal tampering happens. It's not legal, though. <laughs> I, uh, Johnny Mac, need your thoughts on two big trades that have come down since you and I uh, wrapped it up last week here on Birds 365. The number one pick in the draft has been dealt. And I took some calls on this. I, I need your take on it. Bears send the first overall pick to Carolina for DJ Moore, who is a top 20, top at worst 25 wide receiver in the league. Good player. Yeah. 
making good money, twenty million. It's not like he's uh, a great and a value with a lower top. No, he already got his deal, so he's a twenty million dollar guy. But I think he plays to the level of a twenty million dollar guy, and four first round draft picks. So they go from one down to nine, and for that they get three additional draft picks and a top twenty wide receiver. What do you think of the Bears deal with Carolina? Well, it was two, two, two ones and two twos, right? It was two right. ones. See, two I two. always uh, yeah, two ones, maybe two this twos. is just nitpicking on my part. Um, they're giving up a one, but they're getting back getting a one. one. They're giving up eight spaces in the draft. So yeah. that that's that's what it is yeah. to me. Yeah. That you're you're really not getting two first round draft picks. You're getting a uh an eight spot decrease and then on top of that a future one a two this year a two and another pick on top of it what was your uh, uh grade out on the trade from a chicago perspective um i think it was good from a chicago and i haven't been uh, you know i've not been high at all on ryan pace so part of it is you know all right he's doing the sam hanky thing the nfl version he tanks a season uh, he gets, you know, in the position uh, and he uses it to get a bunch of picks. Uh, so ultimately, from Carolina's perspective, look, if they hit on the quarterback, it doesn't matter. If C.J. Stroud, it seems to be everyone thinks they're going up for C.J. Stroud. If he turns into a superstar, well, they win. They win. Um, that's how it always happens with these quarterback trades. But from Chicago's perspective, it's interesting because I thought they showed no interest in Justin Fields, and then they did a 180 and said, all right, he's fine, and now let's go build around Justin Fields. They might have already ruined him. I, I, so I don't agree with what Chicago has done as a whole, but I think if they didn't want a quarterback, I think they did, did a good job. So it kind of depends on where you go. Like, I have no confidence in that organization. Maybe Kevin Warren changes that. He's the new team president um really savvy guy really well respected guy was running the big 10 ran minnesota before that um uh maybe he changes it i i don't like what's been going on there but i i like the i like the haul they got in return and from carolina's perspective it doesn't matter nobody talks about what the chiefs gave up for patrick Mahomes. you know why who gives a flying thing? You got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> if you if you get the quarterback right, it doesn't matter what you give up. Uh, you and I agree on that for sure. What I got a couple calls on, which I was surprised from from Chicago people over the weekend on CBS Sports Radio. Why do you do it now? Why not wait? The the, the price of poker had to go up well, as got you a got crappy general to... manager. See, <laughs> I disagree with you. Yeah. In case you haven't read between the lines here, folks, John don't like the Bears a little bit. He doesn't like the general manager. He doesn't like the organization. Like the he doesn't manager. think Fields is all that good a quarterback, which I don't know how you watch Fields play this year and come away with that opinion, but that's just me. We disagree on the the quality of the guy who they have in the position right now. Um, I, you know that you're going to get better when you get closer to the draft. I don't know that. To get a top 20 wide receiver – a replacement one and only have to come down eight slots in the draft, a future one, a two this year, and a future pick on top of it to only move down eight slots, I think is like one of the best trades I've ever seen in my life. You may not have a high opinion on Ryan Poles 
but I think he got a steal of a deal. It was no, and I gave him credit. To, I, I, I trade fact, give up. when that when the deal came down, I said, you know, I I put on Twitter, I had I've been very hard on Ryan Poles, and I said this is a this is a good deal. Uh, on paper, this is a good deal for him. Um, and you say, I don't like Chicago. I have nothing against Chicago Bears. I have nothing against Justin Fields. I liked Justin Fields before he got into the Chicago organization. I think they have done him no good uh, over, uh, you know, and now they're saying, all right, forget about what we did before. Now flip the switch. That's my problem with Chicago. And part of it is, look, I'm above board. I'm not a Sam Hankey guy. I don't like this bullshit. I don't like it. So that kind of tints, and I'll be honest, that kind of tints my view towards Ryan Poles. I don't like what he did. I think it's, I I think these people who do this fail to uh, take into account that these are human beings. And basically with Justin Fields, see, you take it as I don't like Justin Fields. It's the exact opposite of that. They gave him no help. He was running around like Randall Cunningham with Buddy Ryan making plays on his own physical gifts. But from a quarterback position, from a processing standpoint, he was not good. Part of that was because they had no offense. They went out and got Luke Getze, who's another Aaron Rodgers guy. You saw Nathaniel Hackett. They're all nobodies. They all got the hell out of the way of Aaron Rodgers. They didn't build an offense for him. And now all of a sudden they're saying, Oh, we're going to build an offense for you. So forget about it. They might have already Derek Card this kid, not Derek Card, David Card this kid, and ruined him. I don't know. Hopefully not. But they did nothing for him. And then all of a sudden, they're flipping the switch and saying, Oh, all right, let's start it. That's what I don't like. Well, see, that's what I do like because they didn't go down Sam Hinkie's road, which was. Well, when are you actually going to land the plane, Sam? When are you actually going to try and well, get it's good? Never, you don't when are you actually going to make a commitment to winning games? Sam was like, hey, talk to the coach. And and just continue to pile bad team well, on the bad basketball, team just to get draft different. picks. The you Bears did it one year. They went into the tank for it. one year, and they have now said, we're landing the plane. We're going to use it, these draft picks this year to get better players. They've got all this cap room. They got DJ Moore. Oh, they're headed back in the right direction. Now, it may take time. It might not click in right away. Well, but they absolutely have done it in one year's time, unlike Sam Hinkie, who it took five. Well, it's not, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. I'm not comparing. Basketball's different than football. You don't have to do it for multiple years in football. But, but the point that you didn't address, and I'd like your opinion on, is the human – I think all these guys, whether – that's where the commonality is. They don't take into effect that they're dealing with human beings, not assets. You can't just shit on a kid and assume you could turn on the switch and it's not going to affect him. You didn't build an offense. He's running around like Randall Cunningham, as I said. Go make a play. I don't have a play for you. Go make a play. And now all of a sudden you want to go into a more structured system I hope, I'm saying, I hope they haven't ruined him. I fear they've already ruined him. That's my fear. Right. Here's here's where you and I diverge. You think that it's more likely that they've ruined him because they did. They threw him to the wolves this year. And, man, how many times I said this here, CBS, wherever. He's got no shot. 
The offensive line was leaking at best. No real running back. The wide receiver room was a joke. Komet, his tight end, was his best receiver, much like, and I'm not trying to compare the two, Jason Kelsey, uh, best uh, Travis Kelsey's best wide receiver in Kansas City after uh, Hill went out the door. Same thing in, in Chicago. And unless you are Kelsey, if your wide receiver is your best receiver, that's not a good thing. So you're right. They threw him into the deep end of the pool this year. I think he comes out of it on the other side even stronger. Well, I, I hope think he it does. makes him a better player rather does. than, oh, my God, they've already ruined this game because one year another, they asked him to do really heavy lifting. Here's another commonality between these losers as well. Uh, you can go across sports. They never have the answer on the back end. They never know what they're doing. All they know how to do is to accumulate assets. And then when they have to use those assets, they got no flipping idea. So Ryan Poles is one of these guys I fear in the same division. I fear uh, Kwesi uh, Dofamensa is the same type. He's doing the same thing this year as Chicago did. He's bailing on everybody. Um, he's another one of the, uh, you know, analytics, blah, 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 assets, blah, blah, blah. And everybody champions these guys in the modern sports world. You got to tank. You're not good enough. 13 games isn't good enough in the case of uh, uh, the Vikings. That's not good enough. You got to tear it down. And everybody believes this crap. And these guys have no answer on the back end. Look at the drafts. Look at the drafts. It's only one year for both of them. They both had crappy drafts. What makes you think that's going to turn around? What makes you think that's magically going to turn around? I don't like the GM. I don't like the GM. That's that's my thing with Chicago. If he uses his Kansas City influence to get Dwayne Brown to add to that offensive line, seeing as they have, well, the he's most... got a chance to prove me wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a chance to prove me wrong. He's got everything right. He's got the assets. He's got the cap space. All right, Sam Hankey, Sam Hankey, light, go do it. Go find some players. Go develop right. players, even more than finding players, Jody. Because if you're at the top of the draft, as you know, you're going to find talent. Develop those players. Develop, develop, develop is the more important part. Go do it. It proved me wrong. I agree with you that that's what needs to be done. You don't think it's going to happen. I'm giving it at least a possibility because I'm not big a Fields fan. I think he's that good that despite being asked to carry an unbelievable load this past year, he'll come out of it stronger on the other side. And they've already put the first domino in place with DJ Moore. He's got a legitimate top receiver. You saw what happened with the Eagles this year when they added AJ Brown. It just makes it that much easier for Devonta Smith. It's a great number one connection between a quarterback and a wide receiver. I'm not going to say Justin Fields and DJ Moore are going to be Hertz and, and Brown, but they can be Hertz and Brown like light. And uh, that's a certainly a step in the right direction. So uh, the reason why I'm less uh, ticked off about what the Bears did last year is they turned on a dime and said, all right, never mind. Now we're back in rather than well, just an, waiting and waiting think, and waiting and waiting. I don't think they made a, a good decision on the coaching staff. Um, I think, you know, one of the things you bring up A.J. Brown and more so Jalen Hurts because he would be the better comp for Justin Fields. And the Eagles made, you know, we talked about that leading up to that draft. <clears throat> you know, why not Justin Fields here? The Eagles hadn't believed in 
Jalen Hurts to that point to the degree where they weren't looking at veteran quarterbacks. They were. Uh, but they made the right decision by sticking with Jalen Hurts over Justin Fields. And one of the reasons why it's the right decision, not talent. There's few quarterbacks in the world who have more physical gifts than Justin Fields. Probably, you know, well, that's a one-hand conversation. Um, you know, you're talking four or five. I mean, this this kid, as good as Jalen is as a runner, he ain't Justin Fields. Um, uh, arm strength, everything. Kid's got everything. And I'm talking about Fields. You know, now that we know, and we didn't know at the time, you never know about coaches, but Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen and Kevin Petullo and Brian Johnson. And this guy's got Luke Getze, whose job was to get Aaron Rodgers coffee. And you know how I know that? Because that was Nathaniel Hackett's job, and he was a disaster. And Luke Getze was down on the totem pole. Now, I don't believe in that organization. Here's, here's where we'll find out about uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett this year. He's actually back to doing something that he may be able to do as an offensive quitter. Yeah, get he the hell was, out of Aaron's way. He, he was so in over his head as a head coach in Denver, it was ridiculous. That was You, you talk about uh, institutional misbehavior. What Denver did, it, uh, what Chicago did pales in comparison to what Denver did, hiring him as their head coach. That was just uh, uh, yeah. Well, they hired. That's why. The and, and, and At George... least Eberflus showed you a little something, something that you might say. You know, this guy could turn into a good head coach. One year, Hacker was out on his ass because he was and, so and, overmatched and George, in that job. George uh, uh, Payton is a guy I, I I know. I've talked to. I have a lot of respect for, and he made a disastrous mistake. Oh, he yeah. hired a coach to get a quarterback. And Ben didn't get the quarterback. Get the quarterback. And yeah. but but it tells me something about well Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, unfortunately, because he's with the Jets, but it won't be a problem for the Jets because they're going to get the quarterback, and he'll get the hell out of the way, and he'll let do Aaron do uh, Aaron, Aaron do what he does, and he's one of the greatest of all time. And Luke gets he's the same way. I I, I joke for years, you know. North Turner should pay, uh, uh, you know, residuals to Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. Same thing with all these Aaron Rodgers people. They got out of the way, Jody, and people don't recognize it. And people do not recognize it. <clears throat> there have me. been some coaches that have been carried by players. North Turner got more chances to be head coach that he didn't earn than anyone in the history of the National Football League. <clears throat> you and yeah. I see that one exactly the same. All right, uh, Mac and Mac here with you on Birds 365. We've got Eddie Kratz, John's uh, co-runner on over the coverage on Sports Illustrated. He had a bunch of interesting stories on the Eagles over the last week. Uh, back from vacay, Disney years, you got to stay tuned. Maybe Eddie Kratz will have him on for us. They were guaranteed a tan for McMullen. <laughs> Shockingly, a guy with a uh, better tan than either McMullen or McDonald is scheduled to join us next. Ed Kratz here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. 
Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. On a legal tampering Monday here on the Birds 365 Jacob Media YouTube show. You've got John McMullen and Jody McDonald hanging with you. All right, he's got better call than us, but I wouldn't exactly say he's I was got... expecting uh <laughs> tremendous tan at mid midsummer. Now, color. For me, uh, it's tremendous, but uh, you, you stay inside, you take all the rides when you were down there in Disney. What do you do with yourself this week down in Florida, Kratz? <laughs> I put a lot of sunblock on, I'll tell you that. Uh, there we go that's a smart thing to do yeah and wore a hat so uh, you know back in the day you would you know i would have been uh you know some bronze goddess or god i should say no goddess you got it right (laughs) did you have the big bucket hat on i did not i just had a ball cap on regular straight up ball cap you know down there spring training's going on so tried to blend you know as much as i could yeah that's happening Uh, all right eddie uh an hour from uh, 10 minutes from now, an hour from now, two hours from now. When will we have the social media? And that's my projecting a little bit here announcement as to whether Jason Kelsey will be playing in the 2023 season for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Oh, you think it's going to happen today? I think you'll make that. Enough. I'm asking. I don't know nothing. So I'm yeah. asking you if you'd like to speculate with us here. Will we know before Birds 365 starts all over again in 20-something hours? Will it be uh, before? Will it come down at 10.04 like Diana Rossini last uh, Friday going, oh, by the way, Eagles have give Darius Slay a chance to uh, work out a contract, uh, a trade with any other team. Uh, are we going to get the same stiff we, job we always do? As soon as the show's over, there's a massive Eagle announcement, and we find out whether uh, the, the Eagles Hall of Fame center is staying or not. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, the Eagles are kind of in a holding pattern in general, in, in my opinion, with free agency. You know, they're trying to bring back some of their guys and they're going to have to see, you know, how this, some of these players markets develop. But with Kelsey, uh, I think it's a I think it's a done deal. I think he's coming back. Uh, and I, I think the Eagles may already know this uh, in some form. Uh, he's had opportunities to already tell them i think you know when, when kelsey talks about retirement he always says he wants to do it in a big way that people will know that he's retiring kind of like the way he was at the victory the championship parade back in 2018 when he wore the mummers costume he you know he kind of indicated that people will know he'll make a big deal out of his retirement and i thought there was a chance that if he was going to do it it would have happened somehow they would have worked it into saturday night live with his brother hosting they would have found a way to do it. And that would have been a big stage for him to make that announcement. But, oh, yeah, sure. um, yeah. but, but it didn't happen. So I, you know, I think the Eagles know he's coming back. I think they're planning as if he's coming back and we just haven't gotten the announcement yet because it's not him retiring. That's the bigger story really is if he's going to retire. And right now I think he's coming back and I think the Eagles know it. Yeah. And he's got the podcast to worry about. So he'll probably announce it on his podcast with Travis. I thought maybe last week, but I, I think you're right, Ed. I think Howie knows. And that's the more important part uh, for planning purposes as we get closer to the new league year. But we'll see how it shakes out. Um, they were together in Indianapolis. Howie was doing the podcast. I think he's got some information on on that. But um, when I it comes agree. to the cornerbacks, we got news on both fronts. As Jody mentioned, uh, Diana Rossini broke that the Eagles are allowing Drew H Rosenhaus to seek a trade uh, for Darius Slay. Uh, James Bradbury, as you wrote over at SI, was on, I think, CBS saying, hey, the Eagles, you know, said, hey, please let us have a chance to match any potential contract i take it as hey it's not much different the eagles need to work out an extension they're essentially saying with slay hey go see if other teams are willing to offer you more in the case of bradbury was always going to be what's your market value if it's 12 13 million yeah we'll bring you back if it's 17 million probably not do you think much has changed on the cornerback front uh, the Slay news I thought was pretty interesting. I know the Eagles would like to restructure that deal. Let's face it, the Eagles have to restructure that. Yeah. They, they can't bring him back at the number he's set to count uh, against the salary cap, 26-plus million. Um, and, and this might have kind of been a last resort. You know, Slay has a lot of leverage here uh, in, in how he handles his contract situation. So the Eagles are probably like, well, you know what, go out and see if you can find a trade, see if someone will deal for you, and then you'll get a true – uh, gauge of what your market value is and if someone's willing to pay what we're willing to accept then 
you know, we'll let you go. Um, Slay came out and said he doesn't want to be traded, of course. He wants to finish his career with the Eagles, but he understands that, you know, it's a business, and if he can't get that done, he'll go elsewhere. But we'll see what elsewhere looks like and how much people value Darius Slay. I think the Eagles should bring him back. I think, you know, he's a, he's a number one cornerback still, even though he admitted to kind of wearing down at the end of last season. It's a long year. Uh, maybe he understands now what it takes to prepare his body and his mind better uh, for the rigors of a 17-game schedule. But he's still out there recruiting players. I think I saw a tweet earlier this morning of him sending something out to Adam Thiel and the wide receiver. Hey, come on over here. We're winning. Uh, so I yeah, th- he's, a, he's still a team leader, man. People he, he, don't I realize. Think he and him are going to get something done. I, re- I really do. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like, but uh, I, I don't think the market will be as robust as maybe Slay thinks it will be. A 32-year-old cornerback, 10 years in the league now. Um, and, and the Eagles are going to do their best to keep him. And I, I think they'll find a way to do that. All right. I'm going to be uh, rain on the parade guy here. Um, and this, again, hypothetical only. They can't bridge the gap. The Slay wants this extension at this number with guaranteed dollars percentage-wise. The Eagles get to reduce the cap number, which they desperately want to do. But the divide is too big, and Slay's not uh, compromising, and the Eagles won't go further. And uh, we're sitting here a month from now, and uh, Darius says, I'm planning on showing up for camp. See you then, guys. And the agent and he hang up. What did the Eagles do? If they can't get something done, we just continue to, oh, they'll get something done until they don't. And if they don't, then it becomes a real easy choice for the Eagles. It's A or B. There's no C involved. A, they live with the god-awful cap hit, and he plays one more year under the current deal. Or B, they cut him. And they add the $5 million back in. Not a lot when you're talking 21 a dead uh, million cap dollar figure, but they would get five back in some clearance, but then they have to replace Slay. Which is it? Does he play on the one-year deal, or uh, did the Eagles cut him? If those are the only two options. Well, if if you designate him a post-June 1st cut or you wait until June 1st, the salary cap savings is greater than Very it would true. be previous to June 1st. So that doesn't help the Eagles in the short term, of course, because you still have to carry, I think, that number uh, through to June 1st. Uh but they could release him just based on, I mean, it's an $8 million dead money hit, but it's a $17 million savings against the salary cap coming up on June 1st, which could be significant. There still could be players out there uh, that would interest Howie Roseman. Uh, we saw it with James Bradbury last year. He came in June. We saw it with. No, only the first two days matter, Ed. Only the first two days matter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of action from no. the Eagles standpoint the first two days. I think they're going to lose guys in the first two days, of course, but I'm not sure what they're going to be adding on uh, in those first days, maybe kind of a low-level move. Um, last year we saw them add Hassan Reddick, I think, on the first yeah. day. Big yeah. contract, that was their splurge, and then they sat tight and they just played the long game and waited and waited and, and chose their spots to make their moves. Um, we could see that again this year, but – as far as Slay goes, I, I, boy, I'll tell you, that's a tough call. Uh, they may end up cutting him after, you know, once June 1st arrives to save yeah. that money. Uh, and then they'll kind of know that that's the plan, and Darius will know, or Slay will know the, pl- the plan as well. And then the Eagles are going to have to, you know, figure out a way to cover up for him not being on the team, and whether that's in the draft or 
you know, you would try to bring back James Bradbury. I, again, I think Bradbury's not going to find a, a marketplace for 17 million. Like you said, John, maybe 12 million, but that even might be too high for the Eagles um, to go. So uh, it, it's certainly a predicament for the Eagles, but I, Slay, I would probably end up cutting him after June 1st, if he doesn't want to play ball. Um, and, and then, you know, you're going to have to find a way to replace him at some point leading up to that. It, it, we asked this uh, from Paul Domowicz earlier, so I'm going to ask you. If you had your choice, just Ed Kratz, and you, you could have one of the corners back, but not both, which one would you rather have, hmm. Slay or Bradbury? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I would Slay is a little older, uh, right? Uh, two years older. Yeah. Um, you know, Bradbury had a really solid year. He's a Both players, to me, are, are good leaders in their own way. Um, so I, I would probably go on the side of age and go with Bradbury at 30 versus Slay at 32. Um, and, and admittedly Slay, like I said, wore down. So, you know, I would probably go with Bradbury two years younger. You can maybe get him for two or three years if that's the route you choose to go. And then he slays age by the time it comes to releasing him or moving on from him. All right. Uh, staying in the defensive backfield, the Eagles, uh, again, this is just Jody Max reading, not necessary fact. I think the Eagles leaked information that they will target CJGJ. They're making him a priority in this free agency, a.k.a. if somebody's going to get paid at their highest market value, we're absolutely going to be in the mix in the bidding for him. Uh, so they've let people know that he is a top priority for them in free agency. That could be enough to get a deal done. It's a crowded marketplace safety, isn't it? I mean, there's, there are a few safeties out there. Uh, I don't think any of them are as good as uh, CJ GJ though. And then you have a few coming into the draft. If you want to cast your lot there, that are, are pretty good. Um, he's 25 years old. I mean, that's the kind of profile player you want a guy that's still very young who you would assume is ascending. I'm not sure he's hit his ceiling yet. Plus he has that versatility of being able to play in the slot or back at safety. I mean, he proved that this year. Uh, so, you know, it's going to, it wouldn't be cheap to keep him. You know, I think he's still like a $17 million a year player and that's too rich for the Eagles. Um, I thought maybe they would try to give him 15 a year, kind of like a deal what they gave with the son Reddick last year, a, a three year, 15 million per season uh, contract you know I would try that I mean maybe that would do it or four years 60 million takes him up to 29 gives him a second uh, another bite at the apple in his late 20s but it's going to cost a lot I mean CJ's not going to go off the market cheaply he's not going to give the Eagles any discount even though he liked being here um, I think he's going to find a big deal somewhere and I don't think it's going to be in Philadelphia all right, let's go from CJ to TJ, Ed, because uh, the rumors are already swirling with TJ Edwards. Uh, Giants, a uh, bunch of Giants people are speculating that New York is going to come at uh, TJ hard. Some Chicago people, Jody and I were talking about it, that team, not a big fan of the uh, general manager there. They might go hard. The Jonathan Gannon aspect is obvious. Arizona. Um, but the Giants with Brandon Brown, uh, remember how he was really upset losing Brandon Brown 
more so than Ian Cunningham when you go back a couple of years because Ian went to the Bears uh, out of the division. Um, Brandon went in the division. And now, you know, he was one of those guys responsible for unearthing T.J. Edwards. You think there's more than smoke? Is that going to turn into fire? Well, I mean, he's going to be sought after, I would think. I mean, even keep an eye on Cleveland, right? I mean, with Jim Schwartz out there, you never know he's going to, who he's going to be looking to poach. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think you're going to lose TJ, and it's a shame because if you're Howie Roseman, you're looking at your roster and you're looking at linebacker, and you're like, okay, let's see. You're rubbing your hands together. Uh, oh, N'Kobe Dean played 34 snaps last year. Who else do we have? Oh, nobody. <laughs> Wait, are you you just uh, forgetting Sean Bradley? You, you had no chance to step in and play for the Eagles this year? Yeah. Well, A little I, temple I was... disrespect out of you, Ed Kratz? Remember, no, I... DJ Elliott, former temple. He temple, wasn't there with Temple up and down the yeah. staff now these days. Yeah, but he wasn't that... there with uh, Sean. No. I, I mean, look, I, Sean's a nice guy, good player, good special teams player. I'm – I'm not sure he's a guy you want to pin your hopes on. I mean, I would probably put Davion Taylor even ahead of Sean Bradley in the starting mix. And by the way, DJ Elliott coached Davion Taylor in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, Yeah, I I know. I mean, listen, Davion, it's his third year now. I think think he's been here three years. So uh, he's got to have to have developed during that time, right? Remember, he came in raw because he didn't play any high school football. He went to a community college before – so you would think over the three years in Philadelphia, he will have developed. But then the other side of that is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Just when it looks like he's going to take a step and become, you know, a key member of a defense, he, he something happens, an injury pops up. So I'm not sure you can rely on Davion Taylor either. You can put him in the mix. You can put Sean Bradley in the mix. But, you know, I, I think I'd rather pin my hopes on <laughs> – Somebody no, I'm not. I don't disagree with that yeah. Ed, because Davion. People forget he was showing some things, but then all of a sudden, um, the Eagles got some linebackers. They got Kaiser White. They signed, and they drafted Nicobe Dean. And all of a sudden, well, there's not a spot for him. But now, if you lose TJ, if you lose Kaiser, all you have is Nicobe. Now there's a spot for him again. Now they'll add some bodies. I'm not going to say that's going to be the plan. They're not going to hand him something. But I do think he's got an opportunity if TJ leaves. Um, You know, maybe that opens up a door a little bit. But that's a tough loss from the perspective of, you know, the Eagles developed him. That's a great story. Ninth on the depth chart. Can't run. Can't do this. Can't, 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 can't. And they turn them into the, one of the best linebackers in football, and then they lose them because they don't value the linebacker position. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've gone through. I mean, we've seen it past years. The LJ Forts, Corey Nelson, yeah, Paul Warlow, you know, guys they bring in on one-year deals. Now, Kaiser White worked out. And listen, I, I think they have a better chance of bringing Kaiser White back because he won't be, you know, as expensive as T.J. Edwards. So I think Kaiser White has a chance to be one of those guys that comes back. I don't know what his deal would look like. Had a nice season. Uh, always gives 110% effort out there. Um, but they do need linebackers, and you're probably going to lose T.J. Edwards. And you'd hate, if you're an Eagles fan, you'd hate to see him go, you know, up the turnpike to the New York Giants and have to, you know, see him twice a year. 
Um, but I think Ooh, 57 in blue stop yeah. at Boston Scott. Oh, we don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. If it gets near the goal line, Boston Scott's getting in. Yeah, even, even against DJ Edwards, he cannot be stopped again. I think, ba- I think the Giants should sign Boston Scott, sign him. You'd think just to get him out of their hair, mm-hmm. right? Put him on your team. But, uh, yeah, TJ Edwards would make a lot of sense in New York. He'd make a lot of sense in Arizona, Cleveland, you know, wherever else you want to look. He's just a very good instinctive football player. A little limited in coverage, but that's okay because he's, he's good at diagnosing plays. And like you said, he he's sets the uh, defense, right? He wears the green dot in his helmet. So he's the one relaying the plays from the sidelines. Um, be a big loss, but listen, there's going to be big losses. We, we go into the free agency period knowing that, and I think TJ's going to be one of them. They're just not going to keep him. Now they could bring back Kaiser White. We'll see. I think they probably will try to bring Kaiser back. All right, then let me follow up there where Ed kind of took us, but I'll make him go officially through the door. Uh, the latest, and this is an ever-changing thing, uh, teams rankings in cap space in the league. Even after adding DJ Moore at twenty million per, the Bears still have more money than anybody else to spend this offseason over seventy-five million. Falcons second at sixty-two, Raiders third at forty-three, Bengals fourth at thirty-three, Arizona Cardinals fifth at thirty-two million dollars. Coached by Jonathan Gannon, can absolutely use an upgrade on the defensive side of the ball. Which Eagle defensive free agent is most likely to land in Arizona? Well, I, I think it could be Hargrave. Um, you know, they need help at the defensive tackle spot. And like you said, they have money to spend. And, you know, having money to spend isn't always a good thing. You know, we, don't, we rarely see teams that win free agency win enough no. games to make it to the no. playoffs. I mean, free agency is kind of meant to be kind of, you know, a fill in the blank. You know, you need a guy here. Okay, let's try this guy. But you have to build internally. Uh, successfully in order to have success on the field. And, you know, you can spend all that money you want. And I guess the Jags did it last year. They spent a lot of money and they ended up winning a playoff game. But uh, I think Javon Hargrave is probably the guy that's going to go to Arizona to play with uh, Jonathan Gannon. And it's going to cost a lot. We saw Deron Payne, the the commander's D-tack, paid a ton of money uh, yesterday. So, everybody scoffs at the possibility that Hargrave will get 20 million. I I don't think so. I mean, I know he's 30 years old, which, you know, he's coming to that point in his career now where, you know, you really have to make sure you're taking care of your body, but Hargrave does, and he's a good player and he's a quiet leader. People in the locker room, teammates in the locker room really like Javon Hargrave, another big loss for the Eagles, but I think he'll probably end up with uh, Arizona. And I'm not sure about TJ in Arizona, I'm not sure. I mean, they have Isaiah Simmons down there, right? They don't know what to do with him, whether he's a linebacker or safety. So they got to figure that out. But I think the most likely candidate to be a Cardinal is Javon Hargrave. Agreed. Uh, By the way, uh, for your cap uh, updating, uh, Jody, the Browns have restructured Deshaun Watson's contract. Guess how much? No. Really? One year in, they've already restructured it. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Guess how much space they got for restructuring that deal. Just give me a number. Guess, throw a number out there. 25 mil? 36 million. 36 stinking million. uh, Just from uh, uh, redoing that deal. So that's, it's nice to have a rich owner, Jimmy Haslam. Yeah. Well off. 
Um, Shit, turn it into a signing bonus and pay him yeah. immediately. And yeah. It'll make the general manager's job easier. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that puts them as they, that makes them players now with Jim Schwartz there, right? I mean, yep. he, he could come hard after a And TJ that's where Edwards. I was going. Bletcher Cox. We got one, Ed, uh, Brandon Graham coming back on a team friendly deal. I agree with you. I was texting the GM yesterday. He gave $20 million out as a potential for Javon Hargrave. If you lose Javon, can you afford to lose Fletcher? And how much you want to pay Fletcher uh, at this stage of his career? I mean, made $14 million. I think people look at him and say, He's not a $14 million player anymore, but I also don't think he's coming back from for Brandon Graham money. Can you afford to lose both Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox? Well, again, if you're Howie, you're looking at your roster and you're seeing, okay, who do I have there if I lose both these starting tackles? You know, you have Jordan Davis who, you know, what, what did he do as a rookie? He didn't have to do much, but, you know, you better be fully confident that he's ready to step up uh, into a, you know, 50 snap per game load or 60 snaps per game. Whoa, I don't know about that. I, I don't, but who are you looking at here? You're looking at Milton him. Williams, Milton and Marlon Tui Pelotu. Right. How about those Marlon? Those are you guys, Marvin Wilson, maybe, who had, you know, an, a cameo down there in Houston. Uh, didn't play as well as the team would have liked, or they wouldn't have gone out and signed Linval. And, and, yeah. uh, and they, the they, they got on the phone pretty quick after they got a look at Marvin. Yeah, they did. Uh, you wonder if Linval would come back and, and play, uh, you know, at, at kind of a 35-year-old money, whatever that looks like, a team that maybe he can win a Super Bowl with still. Um, does he want to even come to training camp, Linval Joseph, yeah. at this point? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I would look at him and I would say, okay, let's see what we can do. Maybe we can get him back. Um, but, yeah, I, losing Cox, it, it, that's a big loss in the locker room. I mean, Cox does more – than just what we see on the field. It's also what he brings inside the locker room, which is a good presence, a good leadership, uh, tang intangible there. Graham gives you that as well. Kelsey's coming back probably. That's that's two of your guys. So I think they'll probably move on from Fletch unless he's willing to pay take like $7 million for the season, and I'm not sure he would. I think he'll get more. I don't know if I'd go higher than maybe eight or nine for Fletch and hope that he comes back because, you know, he's an all-time Eagle, right? He's been here his whole career. Um, but he strikes me as the type of player that wants to see what else is out there and might be looking for a, a, a fresh start somewhere. Uh, maybe I know him and Brandon are close. They've shared – they've dressed next to each other in the locker room for their entire careers. Um, but I, I something tells me he's just – wants to see and go to another situation. And, and you know, I, I, you mentioned the Browns, maybe, maybe yeah, Arizona. he's sports. a great, he's a great locker room guy and you hate to lose those kinds of players. And Jim loves him. I don't know how much power he's got out there, but Jim, Jim loves Fletch. So that would make sense. All right. Uh, we've been kicking this around leading up to legal tampering, which now starts in three hours and 15 minutes. Uh, uh, but some of the conversations about the Eagles, for the entire offseason leading up to week number one next year need to be tabled because they're not as big a priority. Doesn't mean they shouldn't be addressed. So I'm going to ask you to address a position, Ed Kratz. I'm not even going to ask you to name a guy. I'm going to ask you to name a position for him or a way of acquiring a player. 
wide receiver three on the Philadelphia Eagles opening day next year will be Quez Watkins, someone who was on the Eagles this past year, not named Quez Watkins, someone who was on another team this year that they'll bring as a free agent, or someone they draft in the NFL draft in April. You don't, Quez is the only name that's there. If you want to affix any other name for any of the other categories, feel free, but tell me where you think the Eagles wide receiver three is going to be coming from starting the season next year. Well, uh, you didn't mention Britton Covey, and, and I won't either, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Ed Kratz doing jokes. It's almost <laughs> like Howie Roseman. Nice try there, big guy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but I, I'm going to go Quez Watkins. I think he'll be the third guy. He, he'll be not, the guy, huh? I, I think I think he'll be the guy. I think the Eagles will – maybe they'll try to bring Zach Paschal back on a one-year deal. It could be Zach Paschal maybe. But I think Quez, uh, you know, showed some – I mean, ha, uh, Nick Sirianni raised, raved about him after uh, last year, um, saying he's a number two receiver, whatever. But, you know, they like him. Um Maybe they didn't like him as much this year, but I still think it'll be Quez. He still has a year left on his deal with a rel- relatively cheap number, a sixth-round pick number. Um, maybe they'll try to get Adam Thielen, like, maybe you know, upgrade there a little bit, depending on what he costs, depending on if he'll come to Philadelphia to play with Jalen Hurts. I think you're going to see some receivers that will want to come to Philadelphia to play for a team that can challenge for a Super Bowl and play with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. But I just think it's going to be Quez Watkins – I don't think you're going to find a trade partner. I know there's been talk about trading him. I don't know why you would trade <laughs> for Quez Watkins. Uh, I know it's not a great wide receiver class um, this yeah. year. So it's not great on free agency. That's my concern either with guy like Thielen. He's going to get paid because there are no receivers out there. So I think, um, I think it'll be Quez. Yeah, second or third phase if they want to bring somebody in more than right away at third Great. receiver. Um I'll leave it here with you, Ed. Uh, follow Ed on Twitter at Kratz E. Um, SI.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles for all your legal tampering news. Um, Miles Sanders. He seems to be a guy who everyone pretty much is just defaulting towards they're going to lose. Do the Eagles even want Miles Sanders back, number one? And number two, if they do, is there a path to where they can get him back? Well, they would take Miles Sanders back, but it's going to be at their number, and I don't think it's going to be a number that Miles is going to like. And I think there will be some interest in Miles. But again, like we've talked about, it's a loaded class coming in with the draft at running back, and and there's some free agents out there that – people are going to look at other teams are going to look at. So we'll see how his market develops. He may, he may take a one year deal to come back to Philadelphia. Um, that wouldn't, he wouldn't make him happy. He wants some long-term assurance here. And he's a guy that has battled injury in the past. We saw him play through injury this year because it was a contract year. We saw him battle through a knee. He had a hand injury, I think in the Super Bowl. Um, so the Eagles would like to bring him back, but it's going to be at their number. Um but we'll see how the market develops. Me, I'd go out and take Bijan Robinson, uh, number yeah, 10. Yeah, Bijan, number 10. I'd Load take, up, pack my offense, load my offense up, and just outscore teams. I'd go find Isaiah Pacheco. I'm, uh, Daniel Jeremiah told us there were 13 
running backs with uh, uh, either, at least a third-round grade. That means you could find a starting-level running back in the fourth or fifth round. Now, the Eagles don't have a fourth or fifth-round pick right now, but you know how he's going to add. Um, if they can find an Isaiah Pacheco type, go out and find that guy. See, easier said than done, right? I mean, yeah. everybody can say go out and find Isaiah Pacheco, but that's not easy to do. I mean, they tried it with Bryce. What was that? Bryce Brown back in 2013, a seventh Janelle round. Janelle Pomfrey would be. Janelle Pomfrey yeah. was a fourth round guy. Yeah. You know, I'll be bringing that name up, McMullen. That, that's <laughs> not going to evoke good memories for me. But behind this offensive line, with that quarterback, I think Ed Kratz might get 970 yards behind Ooh, that, you that, think? that group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not as optimistic as you about that, but I would go out and get the cream of the crop. Go out and get B. John Robinson. Now, I like Jameer Gibbs that, you know, he can catch the ball. He doesn't have that tread on the tire. Like, you know, that's the thing about B. John is he, he's carried the ball a lot at Texas. Uh, and, you know, running backs all have that shelf life. Jameer Gibbs does not have that level of, uh, of action that Robinson has. And I like Jameer Gibbs a lot too, and you could probably get him later, but I, yeah, you can, if you're the Eagles and you want to draft a running back, you, you can't wait till day three. Cause you don't have any picks until the seventh round. So yeah, but they're going to get one. They're going to have a, 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 a pick in the fourth, fifth or sixth by the end of day one. Cause how he's going to trade down, whether it's a 10, whether it's a 30, he's going to add picks. We know that. We know. Well, hopefully that is the case. Eddie Kratz, it's always good to see you. Even though we were a little disappointed in your tan, we're living vicariously through you yeah. as you get to go to Florida. McMullen and I don't get to go to Disney anymore. We don't have kids that take us down there. Did, so, you, uh, did you pick me up my Mickey Mouse ears, though? Uh... <laughs> you know, those Mickey Mouse ears aren't cheap. I'll tell you. Oh, that. good for you. Uh, <laughs> make him pay if he wants them. Exactly right. <laughs> No. EK, great stuff. Uh, we'll get you back up in the next couple of weeks. I asked Ed to bring me back something. I assume he didn't know. We can't talk about that on Did you, right, right. since yeah, I know we gotta go, but uh your kids get into the stupid pins. <laughs> yes, Man, how much money I spent over the years on those stupid pins in Disney for my daughter. What a royal waste of money. She doesn't use them. Like I, oh, I know that you couldn't find them in this house. They're in this house somewhere. Oh, I guarantee you that they didn't move out when she moved out. They're still in this house, and I know how much I paid for them. But it's a year and done, and a fad goes into a drawer or a closet somewhere. Well, see, they put them on their backpacks. They get the lanyard. They have a little uh, cork board that they pin them on, and they're so they My do. My daughter's still slave. wearing a backpack to work. I guarantee you, there are no Disney pins on. <laughs> At age 27. Not happening. But I paid for years for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, stop with the whining, McDonald. I just want to say thank you, Ed Cratch, for coming on. And we'll talk to you in a couple weeks, bud. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. Eddie K. Yeah. Special K from uh, Sports Illustrated here with us on Birds 365. All right. The countdown is on. Just over three hours. McMullen McDonald coming back to put a bow on the show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Your Mac Mac guys here. I'm going 365, and yes, we'll be right back in uh, 22 hours to do this again. Only we'll have that much more to talk about because legal tampering will have kicked in in the NFL. Uh, one quick note, John. Uh, you, you brought this up a couple times over the last few shows and again today, and you're right to do so. Uh, yeah, let's just get Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. That is much easier said than done. Uh, it worked out famously for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Rutgers kid had a great year, major star in the Super Bowl, wins a championship. That That's great for him, but then there's the luck that's involved. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs didn't do a good job scouting a kid and picking a kid, but there are a whole bunch of teams that passed on Isaiah Pacheco that could now look back and go, oh, why don't we take him? Uh, so I looked up the running backs that were drafted last year. Brees Hall... Uh, second round, Kenneth Walker, second round, James Cook, second round, Buffalo, third round, Rashad White, uh, Tampa, Ty Davis Price from great LSU. One. Great one, Ty Davis Price. <laughs> what did he do for the I'm 49ers joking. this year? I'm, I'm joking. Now, well, the thing is, I don't think 
<clears throat> Isaiah Pacheco is some kind of superstar back. That's the point. He landed with a very good team, with a very good coach, with a very good offensive line, with a very good passing game. Sound familiar? In other words, what I'm saying is you can find a running back. Isaiah Pacheco isn't B. John Robinson from a talent perspective. But you can win a Super Bowl. We just saw it with Isaiah Pacheco. So whether it's insert name, Tank Big Bigsby, I don't know. I'm looking at my list. Roshan Johnson, third day back, fourth round. You can win a Super Bowl when you have a great quarterback, a good coaching staff, a great offensive line, a great passing game. You don't need B. John Robinson. Don't waste your time. You need a cornerback. You need a defensive tackle. You need another edge rusher. You don't need a running back. That's my point. Right. But my point is two Isaiah running backs were taken last year. One was Pacheco in the seventh round next to last running back taken. The other one was Spiller, who was taken in the fourth round by a team with a great young quarterback, the Los Angeles Chargers. He didn't do diddly squat for uh, L.A. this year. Well, you didn't so, have all the other stuff, though. They don't have a great offensive line. They do have a great young quarterback. They don't have a great coach either, and at least in my estimation. The Eagles are a great situation for a running back, just like the Chiefs. That's the comp to me. Not the player. The point that you can get a player that is competent in the third day, uh, day three of the draft to play running back. All right, so here's, here's my question. Why isn't Kenneth Gainwell already Isaiah Pacheco? Because his size, he's not he's not built to carry the football that much. He's five foot eight. He's uh, you know he's some people are saying he should be their lead back next year, well, Johnny. Matt. I, I I don't think he can hold up with that kind of workload. Nor but I I. I I expect Kenny Gainwell to be a big part of the offense. I expect it to be a rotational system, a committee approach. I just need the RB. I just need Miles's role. I need the RB1 who's going to carry it 15 times a game. And that I think he could find. And again, I'm 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 defaulting to Daniel Jeremiah. He says there's 13 backs with uh, at least third round grades. That means some are going to fall into the fourth round. With this, and by the way, even more so than Kansas City, because the quarterback is such a running threat here. The plus one makes it even easier for the running back. And that's why people think Kenny Gainwell can be the feature back. They think Boston Scott, some can be the feature back. They think Jody McDonald can be the feature back. Tone to shield. Let, you know let's why? Bring, let's bring Keith Byers back to, you know, to be the RB1. Keith Byers. You know why they think that? Because it's true. You could find a running back on the fourth round. We shall see. All right, uh, J-Mac, have a fun day. I know you'll be uh, talking to people and certainly following the information brokers if getting getting some of your own brokerage news. Uh, I say you come back and share it with us tomorrow in uh, 22 hours. You Let's win? do it. Exciting week. Like, share, subscribe. Do just that before you get out of Dodge today. And know full well, McMullen and McDonald will be back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365. 
the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.